Hello and welcome to Fertility Talks, the Therapy Fertility Podcast. I'm your host, Renee Van Medin. This week, I'll be sitting down with two of our amazing patients, Naomi and Sarah Ann, who tell us all about their reciprocal IVF journey and their path to parenthood at Therapy Fertility. You first came in with quite a definite plan in mind. What was that plan? For Naomi to carry using my egg. And how did it feel coming back in, starting a new cycle? We were very negative. And every time we walked through the door, big smiles on our faces, like, I wonder what's going to happen today. And then when we went in for the next cycle, it was like, oh, I wonder where it's going to go wrong. Did you think that one was going to work? No, not like we did a lot of test- tests, like wait <laughs> <laughs> to the point that we ran out of them. Were you both waiting, waiting by the phone? All day, all day. All day. We wouldn't all even day. go for food in case the phone rang. Try get rid of some of your negative thoughts because it does take the joy out of it. So before we get into how you made your baby, um, let's go back to when you first met and tell me a little <laughs> bit about that. Um, so we met in Spain at the Feria. So every town in Spain has a patron saint and they celebrate. So this fun fair kind of thing goes around mm-hmm. to each town. And yeah, we met at our local one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bunch of my friends were going out and a bunch of Sarah's friends were going out and we all kind of just met up together and that's and how we first met. And were you on holiday or were you living there at the time? We were living there, mm-hmm. yeah. So we were both working in Irish bars yeah. around the corner from each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, we'd, I don't think we'd met at all before that. You hadn't started there yet. You weren't around in the I corner. Was still in, I you was working in Port Yeah. So and we hadn't met, like, we knew so many people of... Like we were friends with so many people that knew both of us, but we'd never met until that night in the in the feria. Mm. And when mm. you met, um, what happened? Did you immediately kind of fall head over heels in love? <laughs> oh, was there that. instant attraction? What was it? We didn't even speak to each other that first night, I don't think. No, <laughs> there's pictures of us. Like there's a picture of me with my friends and then Naomi's in the background. Like I'm yeah. right, stood back to back almost. Like, yeah. Um, we probably didn't even really acknowledge each other that first night. Not really. We, we got just kind of in a group. We got introduced yeah. and then that was really it. And then I moved bar to closer to yours mm-hmm. and we lived in the same area. Mm-hmm. So Naomi used to bring me home at night, except... And then she wouldn't go I home. I wouldn't go home. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where it all happened. And then she brought a bag one day and then never left. Yeah. <laughs> so you moved in together in Spain? Yeah. yeah. And how long did you live in Spain for? I was there four years mm-hmm. I was there for seven so we lived together two two, two or three years, years there I mm. think yeah and at what point did either of you think yeah this is this is it this is the one I'm gonna marry her I think that was my doing I spent ages telling Sarah that we weren't gonna be anything and I was like no it's just a bit of fun we're just playing around and then in the May Sarah went she came home to Ireland for two weeks and I think after the second day she was gone I just went, uh-oh. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't I was like, like oh no. <laughs> yeah, so we were on the phone to each other the whole time. And then the day she came back to Spain, I picked her up at midnight and was just like, yeah, we're either in this or we're not. And yeah, been in it ever since. Yeah. It was very cute. <laughs> the fireworks and everything were going. Yeah. Because so Feria had just started again. Yeah, the next one had started, hadn't yeah. it then? And so at what point did you talk about getting married? So 
straight away Naomi was like just to let you know I want kids I saw so you're either in or you're out <laughs> and I was like okay I'd already I like planned, it yeah. straight to the point I'd already planned on going ahead with it on my own anyway at mm-hmm. this stage before me and Sarah met so once we did meet and I was like oh god I was like don't really want to put it on the back burner mm-hmm. but it's a brand new relationship mm-hmm. so I just thought I'd put it all out mm-hmm. there straight away and you weren't scared by it, so no, <laughs> you still here. Yeah. And had you like, had you thought about kids at that point? I never wanted to carry. Like I knew I wanted kids, didn't know how I was going to get them. Yeah. But like forever, I was like, no, no way, I'll no, never me. be pregnant. Well, that changed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when you started talking about babies, um, how did that fit into like your plan of you know you were living in Spain, obviously you wanted to get married. What did that look like for you? You know, did you think you were going to perhaps try over there? You know, what was that journey for you and how, how did you end up here? Yeah, so we went to a clinic in Marbella to get the stuff about it and see how do we do it, what happens. Mm. And on our first consultation, he said, you have to be married. In order to do, in the order to do it. IVF, you had to be married. Um, so we came away from that straight away being like, right, we need to get married. <laughs> That's just the first thing. <laughs> so it was, romantic. Yeah, it was so romantic, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but that was, like, it was, because it happened just before COVID. Yeah. I think that was... No, I think it was the year before, because we had the consult in the October, and we got married in November. We didn't get married in a month. No, did definitely. We? we probably did. Yeah, maybe we did. <laughs> <laughs> no, we definitely didn't. It was the next year. Yeah. So you knew you'd have to get married in order to do the treatment in Mm -hmm. Spain? Yeah. So did you get married in Spain or what did you do? Yeah. We did. We, um, well, not actually in Spain because there was too much like red tape and everything Mm -hmm. for the two of us to get married there. So we just went down to Gibraltar which is like part Apparently of the Apparently a very popular gay wedding destination. Yeah, yeah we didn't know that at the time. No. But yeah, yeah, we've since found out it yeah, is. Yeah. But it's really nice. Like, yeah. So we went there. Um, we got married in the November. And then we were planning to start going ahead with treatment and like starting to try and everything. And then COVID happened in the March, was mm-hmm. it? Yeah. And then we managed, we managed to like hang out for a while in Spain there, but just got too tough. Like we didn't mm. have jobs. We weren't making money and all sure. this. And we just, we actually, we'd both decided, but hadn't said it to one another, that we needed to leave Spain. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I didn't want to live in England. Like, I just didn't want to move back there. So I went to you first and said, I've been thinking about it. Maybe we should move to Ireland. Mm-hmm. And then it turned out you'd been thinking the exact yeah. same thing. So I think, what, within a month or two? Yeah, it was we very quick. Up. Yeah, and we, we moved back, moved here. Okay, so you find yourselves back in Ireland. Yeah. At what point did you say, okay, let's look at some Irish fertility clinics? Um, I think you. you popped up on my Instagram one day, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was literally, yeah. you personally <laughs> popped up. And I was like, just scrolling through a few things. And then one thing led to another. And we just looked at a few, found therapy through mm. you. So thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> so you're calling your baby Renee. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, because <laughs> um, yeah, we had, we, we've been talking about moving back to Spain eventually. Mm. So we were thinking at first we'd wait and use the same clinic we'd already been to in Spain. But then we think we don't know how long we're going to be here and we're we're not old, obviously, but we're getting older. Mm. So we were like, great, let's just see what it's all about Mm. and went for it. So you first came in with, I believe, quite a definite plan in mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What was that plan? (laughs) For Naomi to carry. Yeah. Um. 
using your he was in my egg mm. so that was it that was just the way it was going to happen and nothing was going to change that yeah and like when we went into consultation they didn't even really have to talk to us about anything else because well did Naomi you, more did, did your research yeah. <laughs> than me um so we kind of knew what we wanted and then mm. our bodies fitted into the plan that idea yeah with the testing that you did yeah, yeah all the it kind of seemed on paper that yeah. that would be a good yeah, yeah. well what they said it. to us at the time when we had all the tests done um john kennedy said to us that it was either way he said by the looks of all the results of everything either way you want to do this would be perfect mm. whether i was to carry sarah's or she mm. was to carry mine mm. but we were like we're dead set on the way that we wanted to do it and he was like that's fine i'm happy to go forward with that so we did yeah and how did that cycle go not as good as we hoped mm. no. no so we did egg collection on me and we got 11 mm-hmm. eggs and then nothing on day five so so did any of them fertilize did one one mm. fertilized because we had to wait from day three to day five mm. for one we were just waiting on one there was the three, rest three that fertilized but two were they said straight away were abnormal mm. and then we had the one that on day three was looking okay wasn't looking brilliant but it was okay and then on day five that's when they rang us on yeah. april fool's day actually yeah <laughs> and told us no. that yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like is it some kind of sick joke like no they wouldn't do that to anybody yeah. <laughs> no so obviously now you're sitting here you're expecting a baby now it's a lot easier to talk yeah. about out the other side of it mm-hmm. what was that like it was like Go- a loss it was it was actually horrific yeah i think it hurt us both a lot more than what we thought it would mm. because it wasn't a baby like we weren't pregnant but it still felt like we'd lost something at the same time so that was pretty tough like i think it kept hitting us both in different stages one yeah. day i'd be fine and sarah would be in bits and then the next day she was fine and i was in bits and it was just yeah it was went really on for bad. quite a while like that didn't it yeah yeah and then we just switched and we were like right let's we need to start thinking about what we're gonna do like really like productively how long did you take before you started thinking about trying again not that long it's only a couple of weeks i think after after that happened you kind of switched in your head from going i'm never going to carry i don't want to be pregnant to just okay i can do this if this is what mm. we have to do to make a family and then once you'd made that decision we were kind of like okay yeah let's see and was that a conversation between you two or is that with you know in consultation with the medical team here or like what was it that made you think well maybe we should switch as opposed to try it again the same way we were thinking of all different ways like we were like do we just do like straightforward IVF Mm. or do we try ICSI or like every this was all prior to having the second consult yeah this was conversations we this was even before our review Mm. You had started talking about. We had started like talking about. That's how quick it, we kind of yeah started focusing on something new. Mm. Um, yeah, and then I just woke up one morning. I don't know. And decided you'd get pregnant. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I can do this. Like, happens to people all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but then that was tough on you. Yeah. Because you always wanted to carry. So it was. Yeah, I will eventually. Oh, you will. You're doing the next one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get this one out of the way first. Yeah. <laughs> it is hard, though, because hmm. I know my wife and I were in the same position that we went in very much with this is what we're doing. And 
thankfully it worked out mm. not immediately but it did um and i can ma- imagine that would be you know hard yeah it was but like when we went for the we went for the consult and i think we'd already decided by that point like the review consultation whatever they call it we decided then that we were going to switch mm. yeah. because we didn't want to risk doing the exact same thing again and then getting the same results so we're like is there any point well not no point in it but we're like, we didn't want to waste all that time and effort and everything to get the same results mm. straight away so we thought we'll switch but we'd already decided then that if it didn't work out that time we'd switch back because yeah. then we kind of covered all bases yeah and at so, least you yeah. had tried something else yeah mm. yeah so i believe you went away before you had your second cycle yeah mm-hmm. yeah Where did we go tenerife England and Tenerife. England and Tenerife. Yeah, we went to see, went to England to visit my friends and family. Um, and then we took a week in Tenerife afterwards, just yeah. the two of us, just to kind of step away from it all because it mm. consumes everything. When you, It's all you think about. Like, all we ever thought about Constantly. and talked about was being in here and medications and everything IVF related. So we were like, right, we're just going to go away and we're not going to think about it and talk about it. But we probably did talk about it a fair bit. <laughs> yeah. But it was still nice, like, just to have the two of us. There was no pressure. We yeah. didn't feel pressure. And then we knew we could come back into it, like, with yeah. a clear head. And how did it feel coming back in, starting a new cycle? We were very negative. Yeah, really negative. Mm. The first time around, every single appointment we had was something brand new. So we were really excited for everything. Mm. Every time we walked through the door... Mm big smiles on our faces of like oh, I wonder what's going to happen today and then when we went in for the next cycle it was like oh I wonder where it's going to go wrong yeah like all the way through yeah this is going to be the one where it stops yeah or they're going to tell us bad news yeah, today yeah we're only going to get to this stage yeah. yeah yeah so like every single stage was like no nah, this is the end this is the end even when they started talking about transfer dates and everything because we hadn't gotten that far before mm. and we were like oh no something's going to happen like yeah we won't get that far yeah, yeah. it's not good like and that's something that like I find a lot with people when you haven't had a loss, be that an unsuccessful cycle or a loss of a pregnancy. When you haven't had that, everything is exciting and everything yeah. is new. Yeah. And losing something kind of takes that away from you. It does. It takes that joy out of it. Mm. And it's there's nothing you can do, really, because your mind will constantly no, go back. it's human nature, too. Yeah. Mm. But we kind of every time we came out of here then it was good and we were like okay what's wrong with us like yeah yeah, why why are we not happy about this this is good news yeah we'd have to like reassure ourselves that this is actually happening Mm. this is good yeah so how did you find the egg collection oh it was the egg collection itself was actually fine Mm. but the medication everything leading up to it i found horrendous like Mm. i was in i think you suffered the last day like the very last day the, the day after you took the trigger, actually, was when mm. you were struggling. I was about two days in, two days yeah. into injecting. I was in so much pain, headaches, and all this kind of, it was just, I never wanted to do it again. At the time, yeah. I was saying, I'm never, ever, ever doing this again. Yeah. But now, looking back, I was like, I could, I could do it again if I have it's to. It's funny, though, because but. it just goes to show that it affects people so differently, yeah. doesn't it? Mm. Like, pregnancy affects you differently. Yeah. Medications. Mm-hmm. Bodies yeah. are just so different. And yeah. I was on such a lower dose. I was on half the dose that you were mm. on. So I wasn't expecting much from it because of that. But then, oh, yeah, a few days in. You were so sick. Yeah. And how many eggs were collected? Um, They only got seven. Mm. Seven, yeah. wasn't it? Because um, 
when I had the scans and everything, they were counting like all but 30 follicles. And they yeah. were like, yeah, everything's yeah. good. But then when it went to the egg collection, um, a lot of them were empty. Mm. Like they said they didn't know why, like there's no exact yeah. reason for it. Says, but they managed to get seven. And of the seven, then four of those were, were mature enough. And we got two embryos from that. Mm-hmm. So we have one inside Sarah now and one in the freezer just down the hall. We'll <laughs> <laughs> go for a tour afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you think that one was going to work? No. No. Not a hope. No. I, I was in my head. I was already planning the next transfer before the first one even happened. Yeah. Like I never thought this was going to happen. And then, yeah. Remember the day we did the test? (laughs) Yeah. I literally did the test, gave it to (laughs) Naomi and got into bed. You didn't even, you, you. I'm not even going to stay awake for this. (laughs) She peed into a cup and brought it into the bedroom. And said, said, you do it. Yeah, (laughs) she literally got back into bed, pulled the covers over her head and she was laid there in the bed while I was getting ready for work. So I dipped it in, put it on the side and I was like, I'll leave it for the three minutes however long you're supposed to leave it. And after like, I wouldn't even say it was 60 seconds. I was like, I have to have a peek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had a look and it wasn't clear. Now seeing a clearer one later on, mm. I was surprised at how excited I got at the first one. Or how you yeah. could see it. Yeah, you couldn't even see it at first. Yeah. But I just, I ran over to Sarah and she was like, I'm not even going to swear, but she said a few choice words. And <laughs> <laughs> didn't quite believe it. And like, because she was still half asleep. Couldn't even I still focus. had those sleepy eyes and I couldn't even focus on the <laughs> yeah. test. And I was like, no, I can't see it. It's yeah. not She's real. Like, That's not positive. Yeah. But yeah. So then my mom was actually staying with us at the time. Mm. So she was down in the spare bedroom. Oh, so I, I grabbed her. the test. I think it was six o'clock in the morning. There's something crazy. Uh, I had gotten up because I was bursting in the middle of the night. Yeah. To go to the toilet. Got up. Yeah. It was, it was six in the morning. Yeah. Something crazy. So I ran, I ran down to the spare room and waving this pee stick under my mom's nose <laughs> to wake her up. <laughs> and so when you had those positive tests at home, um, before you came in for the blood test, were you pretty confident that this was it you were pregnant or were you still kind still, of like we did a lot of test, tests like wait <laughs> <laughs> to the point that we ran out of them the amount we bought yeah, we yeah, ran yeah, out yeah, yeah. and we went to got more um and they're getting stronger and stronger and like was it i did one and the pregnancy line came up quicker than the control line and like oh, there were so, i was she you thought on that one like it was swapped because the the test line was so dark, you could mm. barely see the control line. Yeah. And Sarah had it in her hand and was like, oh my God, it's so light again. This but is yeah, like the yeah, first yeah, one. Yeah, and I was like, no, no, it's quite the opposite. Like it's actually taking. Yeah, so then when we were getting blood sun, I was like, oh, that's, that's the end now. Like this is going to be another stop. Yeah, they're going to be like, it's too low or something. Yeah. And then it really wasn't. No. Yes. Yeah, who called you? Do you remember who called you? Oh, no. But do you remember the phone call? Yeah, God, I remember that yeah. phone call. We, we were in our friends. Were you both phone. waiting waiting by the phone? All day. All day. All day. We wouldn't All even day. go for food in case the phone rang yeah. while Who we were rang? getting food. Some, your dad rang you at one point during the day and she uh, screamed down like, the phone. The phone. Yeah. I was like, I don't need this right <laughs> now. Just get off the, the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and then he panicked, so he didn't even bother ringing back. <laughs> um, oh, I can't remember. I know exactly what she looks like. I don't know her name. I can't remember. Really tall nurse. And what did you feel like when you got the confirmation that your beta blood test was positive? Then it felt a bit more real. Mm. We were really happy. It did, yeah. We were really happy, obviously, but it only felt real, I'd say, for a couple of minutes. And then it was still like, oh, it could still go wrong. 
like yeah. still the yeah. came back on again so so I was afraid they'd want us in for repeat bloods sure mm. and they didn't at what point did it start to feel real when I got off that flight in Spain because <laughs> we got the results was it on the Friday and we were going on the Monday yeah I think so and we flew late that night mm. And my clothes fit me getting on that airplane. <laughs> they didn't fit <laughs> me coming I, back. When next I got week. off, I literally just went pop. We had yeah. to go shopping. I had for to go all shopping clothes, for like all the clothes <laughs> the next day. I was like, nothing fits me. That's when it started feeling real. And then when we came in and we had the scan, you were convinced. Sarah was convinced it was twins. Oh, like I was huge. Like I was this size nearly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was convinced. I was like, just double check. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then that scan felt real. Yeah. And then we went for a private scan. Mm-hmm. Because it was a long wait between six weeks and 12 weeks. Yes. I was like, I just want like... Double the length of time you've been pregnant. Yeah. 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 So I was like, oh. So we booked in. Um, and it was moving enough. Yeah, it was really strange. It waved. Like yeah. this little arm stub thing. Do you have any pet names for your baby? Are you starting to call them anything not really we're calling it a chicken nugget for chicken a nugget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. chicken nugget yeah no. is that because of the copious amounts of mcdonald's that yeah, people going through fertility <laughs> treatment yeah. and it doesn't with it being right around the corner from here <laughs> as well yeah, that's true <laughs> i think this we need to be sponsored by definitely, McDonald's. <laughs> definitely. the amount of people that get in the car and go straight there just walk over yeah no i don't think we do no nothing i could apart from that Although I really don't like people rubbing me. I find it very strange. Yeah, it is it's it's a strange time. You yeah. know, as soon as you're growing a person, it's like you lose yourself and people think that yeah, it's, it's okay. suddenly okay, okay to, to just rub your stomach. <laughs> I said you just need to start rubbing people's start. stomachs back. Like yeah, yeah, imagine yeah. pregnant or not, just people just touching theirs instead. I used to love when people would say, Oh, how long have you left? You know, to be like, left left for what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah when people say to me oh like how far are you and I'm like oh god I'm only 11 weeks because <laughs> like I'm working in primary schools teaching mm. dance and I can see teachers looking at me going Trying how to work long it out. do yeah, we yeah, have yeah. you for well, the, yeah, best, yeah, 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 the yeah. best part is Sarah's actually covering maternity leave right now <laughs> for somebody yeah. else but it's all good so let's go back a little bit Obviously, as a same-sex couple, mm-hmm. you're here because you needed help to conceive. Mm-hmm. And one of those things you needed help with was donor sperm. How did you choose your donor sperm? Naomi. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah wouldn't even look at it. <laughs> Basically, we've both sat down for a while and we went through it all. And like you can, um, you can filter it out by hair and eye color and everything on else. On the website. Yeah, on the, on the European Sperm Bank, isn't mm-hmm. it? And... Uh, we had a little look for a while, the two of us, and you just I was said so no. overwhelmed. Sarah just said no. Like, Why were you overwhelmed? There were so many. Mm. Like, and there wasn't even so many. Like, there was things a that you would never think of in a person yeah. to look for. Because you're making it a really big decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you think of, like, just a straight couple mm. meeting. They're not like... Oh, and what did your granny die of? Like, <laughs> it doesn't happen. So that in my head was like, I can't deal with this. Yeah, we were looking at some of the medical questions and it was like, oh, the grandmother had hair fever. We don't want that one. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, what? Why? Yeah. 
Like you were nitpicking things. at mm. ridiculous things. And then I eventually I was like, you just pick a few. Yeah. And then give them to me to read. And mm. even at that, I was like, which one do you prefer? Yeah. <laughs> we narrowed it down to like three and then we just decided on one. Yeah. It's like an eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Yeah. And let me ask, did you use the same donor for the first cycle as you did for this second cycle that was successful? We would have done if we could. But he didn't have any in stock when we went to buy it it's again. It's a funny thing, isn't it? Oh, heartbroken. Yeah. So yeah. obviously you get the pregnancy slot. So technically mm. he was ours until mm. we didn't want to use him anymore mm. with that pregnancy slot. But then when we went to purchase more, there was none left for him. Mm. And they can't tell you how long it's going to be until sure. it's back in stock again either. Sure. So we gave up that pregnancy slot. We found a different donor altogether that was never in the running in the first place. Um... And then we purchased that one. And then for some reason, I went back online again. Just to have a look. Just to have a look. And the first one was back in stock. And I was like, oh, why? But um, we're still happy enough. It's obviously done yeah. its job. So <laughs> it worked. The thing is, when you have this baby, if you had have had your original donor, this baby would have been different. Exactly. Yeah. No? Yeah. Definitely. So it all worked out. Yeah, it did. Do you have any... Um, reservations about having used donor sperm obviously I have two donor conceived mm. kids um do you have any hesitations about it or concerns about you know how your kind of social circle will will kind of be with your child do you think they'll be treated differently or are you really happy with with how you've conceived we're quite lucky like all our friends and our family are very open-minded yeah mm-hmm. like it's not something I've really thought about no, I don't think I have either, really. No. We had, see, we had to have the counselling session yep. beforehand, which I think was pretty helpful because it helped us think about things that we wouldn't have thought mm. about before and, like, mm-hmm. how we're going to address this when the child's old enough. Mm. Obviously, yeah. it's not something we're going to be able to keep secret because most people know that you need one of each. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. The only thing, like, I remember my mum saying to me, and what are you going to do, like, when the child says, like, who's my dad? And I remember just saying to her, you actually said it to her straight yeah, away. Yeah, I did, because it it's not a dad, <laughs> it's a donor. Mm. And I, that always sticks in my head. I and think few it sticks in hers as well. A few people do very... say it as well, like, not just your one, but other people. Mm. They're so used to mom and dad. They're like, so what about when they want to know about the dad and all this? And it's like, but there is no dad. Like, yeah, we a donor doesn't make it a dad. Really so. quick. Yeah. Just so. We use the right terminology, I suppose. Because mm. that but child is going to come into the world and they're going to be in their lives, so... We'd like them to use the right term, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. I guess it's one of those things you kind of figure out along the way. Mm. Um, yeah, like our kids obviously are raised in a, a society that's 99% heteronormative and, yeah. you know, and every storybook and movie and everything has a mom and a dad and two kids and a dog. Mm-hmm. Um but kids are so receptive to just life yeah. and love. And um, I think it's, it's adults who, who sometimes kind of put their, their opinions and their thoughts onto situations. Yeah. You know, any, any kids who say, say to my kids, um, where, where's your dad or where's your mom and your dad? They're like, no, we don't have a dad. Yeah, that's just, that's just, just all it they is. know though, isn't it? Yeah. 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 But remember, was it you and Gina? that walked over to my mom when she was with her kids from school. Yeah. And my mom was like, this is my daughter yeah. and my daughter-in-law. 
and one of the kids copped and was like your daughter-in-law but don't you have two daughters yeah and she was like yeah 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 this Naomi she's married to my daughter Sarah yeah. and that was fine the kid just went was just playing. like okay yeah, and off cool. he went like, they don't yeah, care kids don't care no. they, but they don't have any bad preconceptions in or, them. yeah yeah they're just fresh yeah <laughs> brand new yeah what has been because oftentimes people talk about the really hard parts of fertility treatment and IVF but I'd like to ask you both what has been your favorite part of the fertility journey whether that be something that actually happened in clinic or whether it's something that like you've learned about yourself or your relationship together through this kind of journey of of creating a whole new person is there anything that has stood out for you i think it's very fresh like last week when we went for that private scan and we actually saw a baby moving because i don't know i had it in my head that no they're just stuck to the sides (laughs) they don't move yet (laughs) but yeah i just got really whoa and then just having you beside me i suppose was just it was nice. It was a really good feeling. Yeah, I think all of it, especially being here. Like I remember the f- when we were in Spain, mm. and obviously they knew we were a same-sex couple going in, and they told us that we had to be married. When we were looking at some of the paperwork and stuff, even it was all him and her, mum mm. and dad, husband, wife, all that kind of stuff. But I think my favorite thing about it all coming here, in particular nothing never not once has anybody mistaken us for being sisters or for being friends that are just giving each other a bit of comfort like it's always been yeah our journey together here all the all the way through yeah that's been just nice nice to be recognized like as not having to explain yeah to anyone which has been really good Mm. which i didn't think would be the case to be honest not here or just in general like you always feel like you have to explain yourself because the amount of people that think we're related like yeah (laughs) <laughs> I, have a, I have a funny one for you and you'll have to come back to me in a few years and tell me some funny things that have happened to you because no doubt it will happen but there was um we went to a santa kind of experience and um there was an elf who thought that so we had the two kids myself my wife and they thought that my wife was my my mother and oh. the kids grannies and they, they said to the kids your nanny and now my wife is very easygoing. She yeah. does not get offended, but you want to see her face. And I could not breathe. I was laughing see, so much. <laughs> I was laughing and we somehow managed to explain to the elf that no, we're married and these are our kids. And the poor guy, the poor, poor little elf, <laughs> poor little elf nearly oh. like melted into the ground with embarrassment, yeah. nearly chasing after us to apologize. Oh, um, no, I hope but yeah, not. you run into some funny yeah. situations. It's, it's like our much. hair. Every time I go lighter, Naomi has to go darker. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's all the time. Like my hair oh, is blonde. Really? I'm always blonde. But, but as you, soon you, as Sarah tries to go blonde, I have to go dark. Yeah. Because we look nothing alike. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think we do. But, but if you have the same color hair, people will be like, oh, sisters. Yeah. yeah. No. Although we had it when Fully we were Fully grown on. sisters walk around holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> we're very well, <laughs> they're very close yeah. <laughs> although one person did once put it into perspective when we were in Tenerife we were on, on a boat, boat trip Yeah. and a girl came up to us and she was like I just don't want to be rude I just, just want to ask are you two are you two sisters 
and the usual we were like no we're not and she's like no no not you don't look alike she's but your mannerisms are very similar she says you kind of move the same way as each other like really in sync we're like so i thought you were sisters and we were like <laughs> but okay well that's different like, i've never heard that but why does it matter like, I don't, like <laughs> you wouldn't i would never walk never. up to somebody and say oh you brother and sister but i've never had anybody i'm one of five mm. and being anywhere with any of my siblings You've nobody's never, ever come yeah, yeah, up yeah. to ask me are you two sisters like yeah, are yeah, you yeah. brother and sister Strange. me and my brother are actually the spitting image of each other yeah and i've had nobody ask us if we're brother and sister before Sar. like it's very weird yeah very weird so strange final question for you both what would you say to someone who is at the start of their fertility journey who might be in a similar situation as you a same-sex couple trying to figure out what are their options what is right for them where is right for them what would what would you say to them and what would be like something helpful that someone would have said to you at the start of your journey i think if something does go wrong try i actually hate it when people said it to me but try get rid of some of your negative thoughts because it does take the joy out of it like it is an exciting time mm. and even when things go wrong there's still something good is going to happen or something good has happened. You found a clinic, you found a doctor. Let's just try and get rid of those negative. I'm going to say, yeah. be positive. <laughs> but yeah. I think mine would be like, do your research on where you want to be, especially if you are a same sex couple to somewhere that's going to accept the two of you as a couple mm. and just take every day, one, at a t one day at a time like because things do change like once you've had you might go in there like the same as we did you might go in there with one positive like dead set this is how it's going to be yeah just be open to the fact that might not be possible but there's ways around everything so just yeah. take it take it one day at a time thank you so much for coming in to chat to me thanks, thanks for having us i'm very excited for you to come back and visit with the baby i know can't wait it's very there <laughs> <laughs> how many more months do we have six Beginning of May is due. Third of May. Taurus? Yep. Yeah, thank God it's not a Gemini. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Gemini. You're the only Gemini that I like. Your family. <laughs> well, Sarah and Naomi, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure and it's been a privilege to be a part of your story so far. So thank you. Thank, thank you. you.